All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. This week is one week closer to National Signing Day, uh, as we will be discussing here in this episode a little bit. But before we get into that, uh, Craig, how have you been? Been well, how about you? I have had my... uh, crappy sickness hopefully of this season come and go now between last week and this week so i i hope it's come and gone i probably sound yeah. a little different today on that text that you you weren't feeling very good so i was like whoa you've been out a couple week, couple days so yeah sunday it really hit me hard sunday and then monday was a little bit of a recovery day and i was back at work today so it's I don't know exactly what it was. My daughter had something too, and she's kind of gone through as uh, gone past as well. But I don't ever throw up. I haven't thrown up in years, like since 2011. But this weird thing happens where once every other year or something, I get sick. I get the chills. I get a fever, mm-hmm. and I stay in bed for like 10, 12 as long as I can, like 10 or 12 hours sleep it off, sweat it out, and then I'm okay. I'm right. not, like, 100% now, but, like, that's, that's like, it. I mean, I felt terrible. Felt like I wanted to die. I mean, my stomach was all sorts of jacked up and everything. I didn't throw up, but I don't know. It's weird. It happens, like, every other year, and then that's usually kind of the only time I get sick throughout the year. So, I don't know. Yeah, you mentioned that. I thought that was just – sorry, it, that's just – odd to me because you know you not throwing up i'm i'm like i said before i was like one of those guys that i try so hard to fight it <laughs> that you know i'm trying to not do it and most people just say just do it and get it over with and i and i fight with every fiber of my body not to do it so yeah so i i don't know i mean this time this was probably one of the closest times that could happen but like I said, hopefully that was it. Hopefully that was the the sick part of the season for me, and hopefully it's smooth sailing from here on out. But we'll kind of we'll kind of have to watch and see. This weather Michigan has been having has been so jacked up, so I don't know if that's a part of it. So because what was yeah. it like last week? It was winter. This week now it's like spring, almost summer. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, you got kids. I don't know how much that has to do with it because I know sometimes my kids, you know, they pick up stuff from school and then they bring it home and then you're just not feeling good and you're feeling crappy and you're like, you know, don't touch me. I won't touch you. Do you guys have that in your house? Because I do. I mean, we we literally, we do kisses from across the room, you know, maybe a fist pump and that's it. But we don't remotely even talk to each other. <laughs> we just don't. We're like everybody's either one person sick and they get shunned, <laughs> maybe locked in a closet and food, you know, put underneath the the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I mean, you know, what my wife does is pretty funny. Is if I'm sick and I'm in bed all day and I'm remotely getting better, she strips all the bed sheets and then she re you know washes them. Oh yeah, and I, and I still have two days on the couch just just in case. So yeah, well, th- yeah, our house is a little small to keep it like uh, have a quarantine zone, but yeah. it's uh, my daughter had it, I had it, and my wife has been feeling up and down today, so we're not sure. But 
Yeah, we're trying to keep distance and try to see because also like some people are coming in from out of state this weekend, and so we're hoping that we can right. hang out and see them depending on how how the family is if anybody's sick. But yeah, you you try to do everything you can to make it through that. So we'll kind of have to see if it's run its course or if it's going to do that ugly cycle of going just from one person to the next and going back and forth the whole entire time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. And we'll hope you're feeling better, man. You know, you know, it's, it's stuff's out there, folks, you know, get yourself better. And, you know, and I know I'm going to stay away from people. So, yeah, you don't, ha- you don't have to worry about me considering that we do this remotely, but I do have uh I have been feeling some in my throat today, so hopefully uh, it won't mess with anything and we'll be, get through this recording without any problems like that. So, Yeah, I don't even trust you on Skype, dude. Yeah. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I really don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll cough extra heavily into my microphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. It could happen, man. That stuff can transfer pretty easily. So that's a virus. One computer next. I'm gonna give your computer a virus, and then it's gonna crash. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but with that uh, little public announcement there, hopefully everybody's uh, staying healthy, healthier than we are. But um, we've got football to talk about, so we won't uh, delay at all, and we'll go ahead and transition here into the Michigan football talk. All right. Well, uh, Craig, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand before we got going. Uh, lots of different stuff going on. Lots of stuff kind of not going on. So, honestly, since there's not one firm direction that we're going in, where do you want to start off? Well, let's let's kind of get few things kind of out of the way, you know, it's been, I think a lot of Michigan fans are a little bit, uh, and I get it, you know, is usually around this time, there's a lot of buzz going, especially with most college football and some of the top teams in the country, especially top 10 recruiting classes, you know, which Michigan's in the top five. So, but um, not a lot of buzz going on as far as, you know, recruits and national signing day coming up uh, February 1st. So, and that's really eerie and a little bit uh, odd at you know at the case because you know and this is you know the buzzing time and you know what you start thinking recruits are going to do but uh, I, I got a feeling it has to do with you know because Jim Harbaugh's making the you know the the rounds of uh, coaching carousel he's got going you know with Wheatley going uh, being gone and and taking over the Jaguars uh, running back coach and and then you had um, uh, Fish gone and you know him going over to the UCLA and and obviously when you get that going you, you know those two guys are very instrumental in as far as recruiting and I know Pep Hamilton went over and saw Samuels the running back committed to Michigan to making sure that he was still committed so that's really important so and they're making the rounds and I'm guessing you know you know that's where I'm thinking is maybe there he's just those those coaches are just kind of you know re reaffirming 
the commitments, and that maybe that's what they're doing at this moment. But there hasn't been a lot of noise going on. So, and you know, you and I are pretty active on Twitter when it comes to Michigan football, and we haven't seen very much on there right lately. So, yeah, it's been pretty quiet. So it's, and I feel like that's. I mean, again, I'll say this, and I, I say I've said it every year so far, but you are more of the recruiting person than I am. And so for the few years that I've intently been uh, focused on the recruiting, this seems to be a little bit more quiet leading up to National Signing Day than most years. So that very well could be because of the coaching changes and just making sure that we're keeping the recruits that we have. Right. Yep, making sure they're staying at home and, you know, things like that. I mean, well, I can go a a quick summary of the recruits that we – right now are focused on and which is uh very good i mean obviously the latest news was what herbert going to um you know leaving and uncommitting to michigan that was it's, it's kind of is it is it big news no we knew that was kind of uh, coming along because he was flirting around with other colleges in florida and places like that so for anybody to be shocked that he's gone. I'm not, not, not a lot of Michigan fans were because he was doing that quite a bit. So we're not shocked by him, but he is an, you know, a kind of a cog, a piece to a a puzzle that we needed. Uh, So um, here's kind of like a quick list of the guys we are looking at. That's Becton. He's the offensive tackle, great player, uh, four-star guy. Um, He, he would take over where Herbert left. So, and he would be pretty much instrumental in getting, so I, I, I expect a big full push to get him. Um, so Beckton is fantastic player. So, um, he's a, he's a big boy, he's six, seven, 300 pounds. So, and then you got Nico Collins, you, you know, you and I have been talking about him quite a bit. Um, receiver, great receiver. Um, he would fall into place with all the uh the other uh Tariq Black and then getting Peoples Jones here. He's a fantastic receiver, six five, really tall. Um he would fill in really well with us and and I think he would probably start too right off the bat. Um but we'll see how he goes. Um uh, I think you know Michigan might be a little bit of favorite there, but then you got uh, also we we did talk we did mention uh, what a couple weeks Oliver Martin great receiver too, uh, good slot guy. Um, he isn't very tall; he's only six one, one hundred eighty five pounds. But um, he's kind of like you know he has he has speed, agility, very uh, very elusive. Um, and now good hands, uh, he would be in that slot position. In fact, I, he's almost a, a greater need than uh, than um, Nico would be. But uh, obviously, we love that Nico too. But um, he's a he, he he's kind of a Michigan lean. But I think he might, you know, I think Hawkeyes are really pushing to get him. So that'll be a real tough one. So I think it'll come down the stretch. And then ob- obviously, you and I've talked about Aubrey Solomon, big need defensive tackle. Five star, one of the best in the country at his position, um, and to have him uh, it would be incredible. So he would be a must try to get by Michigan. I think we're we're really pushing to get him, and I think he's gonna. We'll see how, what that comes down to, but I feel real good about Michigan getting him. And then I think we'll what Tufale, uh, another defensive tackle, great 
player and he would be another defensive tackle five-star guy and he he's he would be a must grab too so um uh he would he'd be a real tough one to get so um hopefully he does but um um those are the guys uh, we're we're thinking of so yeah there you go so that's a lot of people to be watching here in the next <clears throat> week ish oh yeah so yeah it's and just talking about that and recruits and everything with the national signing day and michigan's events event uh signing of the stars i always want to say signing with the stars it's signing of yeah. the stars um which that went out like wildfire because tickets were sold out in a day less than a day just over a day yeah no kidding you 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 mentioned it and i was like oh that'd be cool to go and they're gone yeah well i i would have been more on top of it i don't know if i would have been that on top of it where i would have thought of having to do it instantly but since it's in the since i'd have to take a whole day off to be able to make that i was telling somebody if it was in the afternoon i could swing a half day but yeah, so won't be making it to that, but definitely, I mean, anticipate that there will be live stream like there was last year, so right, um, yeah. people will be watching. But, yeah, it not, I mean, what there was information out earlier on who's going to be there last year. Yeah. So I don't know if they're waiting until the week of, but I have, I've looked. I mean, maybe I haven't dug enough, but I haven't seen anything, so I uh, have. Uh, and I don't think you've come across anything. No, I haven't. So no. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of like when you look at who was there last year with, I mean, Tom Brady and Ric Flair and then uh, the football personalities. Wow. Blinking. Right. Why, why am I, why can't I think of the old, old guy's name? <laughs> Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame, whatever. I'll probably think of it in five minutes. Um, Lou Holtz. thank you. Lou Holtz. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it just, uh, I mean, you don't, we don't, nobody really knows anything. So it just seems really interesting. It's like, where do you top, where do you top, uh, Tom Brady? Where do you top, uh, Ric Flair? And so, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start on thoughts on who could show up to this thing. I mean, there was already that, I don't know if it was really anything official or if it was just a, a sleight of hand comment when there was that picture of Harbaugh with Usher and saying that he's going to be an honorary captain in 2017. Yeah. Um, That'd be interesting. Uh, so I see potential with that, but it's just like who, wh- what's this event going to hold? I mean, Right. It's really yeah. got me curious this year because last year there was information out about it. This year I feel like there, unless maybe I'm getting my time frame wrong, maybe they didn't release until the week of, but I feel like you knew ahead of time who was going to be coming. Right. Being yeah. at Chrysler, I kind of have to imagine maybe a basketball person for Michigan. I mean, Jordan was already uh honorary captain at a game, so I don't think Jordan would show up. I don't think. Do you think Jordan could show up? Uh, or Jeter or uh, any of those guys. Yeah. You could get, you know, somebody like that. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if we'll uh, have yeah. any repeats. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady's pull, busy. Well, but. Jim Harbaugh can pull Jordan. I mean, he could. 
Yeah, you know? I, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, like, it's it's not saying that's already been done because he didn't go last year, but right. being an honor, I, I just don't know. I mean, like, is he going to stick with wrestling figures and bring another wrestler in? Is he, uh, I, it's just, there's no information. There's nothing out there. And the, yeah. and usually, and so this is, it's just one of those things where it's just like, it was such an interesting event last year. What's going to be the, uh, the highlight for this year. So. Yeah. They're keeping this one pretty quiet. So. Yeah. You know, I just have Jim Hama bring out all the people that hate him. <laughs> just bring in like Urban Meyer and Nick Saban, Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> Feinbaum, just bring them all out there, man. And people just hate his guts. Kirby Smart and <laughs> yeah, Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio. Who's who's the other guy? Because Kirby Smart was um, Georgia coach, right? Who's the Sankey, right? Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite. I'd be tuned in to see that heartbeat. That, that would be funny. That would be pretty good. So, yeah, so, we, we can yeah. only wait and see. I mean, that that's been something that's been in the making, and something else that has been in the making to go ahead and transition things here. Um, Michigan's going international. Yeah, maybe he's uh, maybe the prime minister of Italy. I don't know. Oh yeah, maybe the Pope. <laughs> yeah, maybe the maybe, Pope. Good maybe, job. Yeah, I'm... maybe the Pope will show up. Yeah. So for those, I mean, everybody's heard by now. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines for the spring break this year, which will essentially be the last year because the NCA is doing their uh, stupid crap with that and canceling all things as of August first. Um, they will be going instead of. They went to Florida last year. This year they will be going international to Italy. And it has been a project that has been in the making for quite some time. Um, somebody uh, was reporting that it was something around like nine months they've been working on it or something of the sort, I believe it was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like something where just because the NCAA is ruling against something that Harbaugh is swinging something together at last minute, which would prove extremely difficult if they had been doing that anyways, because you have passports and things like that. So, uh, yeah, the Michigan Wolverines are going to Rome and part of their, uh, da, 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 let me see. Cause there was information. Oh, I may have lost it. They were going to have practices there. They were going to be visiting U.S. military over there, and they were going to be spending time with uh, orphans and orphanage. Uh, and orphanage. Yeah, yeah. Am I missing something? I mean, there's obviously going to be some sightseeing and things like that. But was there something else? No, they'll be doing drills and um, things uh, like that. But yeah, you're right. They'll, they'll have be... an open practice to the public too. Yep. Right? Wasn't that something? Right. Yeah. So, but, you know, what you, you know, that's Jim Harbaugh for you. What's he do? He goes around you. <laughs> He's just, he just does something what? bigger and better. Yeah. Well, you know what? The, it just it, freaking NCA, you guys are just ridiculous. You're so see through, man. You just, <laughs> you're, 
you're pathetic and you know and i'm gonna say it right now you guys are just ridiculous and everything you do it seems like anything that jim harbaugh pulls out of his hat you guys were you know ready to pounce on it and you somehow be able to pass these things right away but yet it takes you forever to get anything else passed like you were talking about and i mean kid gosh now spring break practices in florida are now banned and in the you know past legislation or nca legislation and they can you know can't do that anymore so it's ridiculous it's just constantly going and what's jim harbaugh do go well i'll take him to rome (laughs) so yeah so what uh what was it wasn't the uh whole old miss thing last year was it last year Uh uh-huh yeah so so the spring break trip happened announcement kind of stuff was going around this time last year and i mean of course i know the draft was later because that's when the whole old miss stuff came out but essentially you know not too far from each other and within a year something that is not really i mean yeah there could be some negatives from it from having players go on a trip when they could go be doing something else on their spring break. But when you're doing something unique and everything, there's not a lot of negatives to take away from it. It's nothing illegal. No. It's nothing that has been banned. It's it's really has no issues unless somebody, which you know that no student athlete was the one who got this motion started to ban something. So it was I mean, started you- by the NCAA, and this is this this is something new so this is taking extra effort to do something new. They can do this in no time flat, but then right. for them to instigate and to carry out their own rules and their own investigations, it takes forever for them to even do any. Because you haven't even heard anything about that. No. Nothing no, about Ole Miss. No, of course not. Because they've been focusing on this whole Harbaugh rule. They yeah. haven't had time to do an investigation because who cares about investigating the playing, SEC paying, for paying players? Yeah. Paying players. No, forget that. That's not news. I mean, what they're doing is sitting around. They're going, ooh, we got him this time. And then Jim Harbaugh goes, all right, we're going to Rome. And they're sitting around going, damn him. Yeah. Damn Jim Harbaugh. What the hell? And it, guys drive me nuts. And I know that the rule starts August 1st. So I don't I don't think it's possible, but if it is possible, Jim Harbaugh is probably going to do something at the very end of July, like yeah. the last two weeks of July. He'll try he'll oh, do yeah. something just to be like, I'm doing it up until the last minute. Oh, it's intent it's intentional. He definitely is, and I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, Jim, Jim, if you can hear us, if you're even remotely listening, yeah, keep it up, man. It, it, you bother the NCAA. Please bother them because we're about sick of them. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's it so is. annoying. Well, you wonder why Michigan fans are just, and even in you know Big Ten, just are laughing at SEC love that the NCAA has for them. They overlook so much that they do, and all this corruption and crap that they do. And then yet, Jim Harbaugh out in the open says, "Well, we're going to take them, you know, spring breaks to Florida." Oh no, you're not. We're going to take them to Rome, and they'll probably say, "Oh no, you're not." <laughs> well, I can't remember now here either how long how long things took with the whole Penn State Joe Paterno uh, right. thing. You know, how right. long did it take for action to be taken there? Right. 
And that, like, because you see, and uh, yeah, there are differences between the Penn State situation, scandal, whatever you want to call it, paying players, but there are a lot of differences depending on situations that happen in the NC, NC, um, not in the NCA, in the SEC with players and benefits compared to other things. And because then even when things happen with Ohio State and their whole tattoo, whatever, years back. Right. You, th- you see action taken quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even against Ohio State. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, come on. It, it, they're not fooling anybody. So it's just no. getting stupid and ridiculous. And then the whole uh, Clark not getting uh sixth year. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That was just <laughs> that was just icing on it, man. Yeah. I, I saw that. I just went, you got to be kidding me. It's just. It figures. I mean, it's too bad for Clark. Um, just fantastic player was doing great, and now he gets hit with this. So, yeah. And I saw, I saw, I and I don't know the most about this, but I did see uh, someone breaking down a little bit, and there have been other players in other instances that have had similar situations as his and have been granted that year. So yeah. it's not, it's not like he's he'd be the only one. So it's, it's just another thing where it just seems like when it comes to Michigan, they get the short end of the stick and don't get what other teams or other conferences get. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And yeah, unfortunately for Clark and the, yeah, I I just shook my head and said this is ridiculous. So NCA just. After the Big Ten and after Michigan, man, just never goes away. And we they give us storylines, and well, they give us much more, so much to talk about here, though. I have to admit. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you guys want to come and talk to us, fine. You know, you're welcome to be on the show, but you guys never will. So I think we've said it like continually since we started the show. It's just that the NCA is a joke. And it's awesome because we're not held back by anything. And I think everybody who listens to us agrees with us that so much of what they do is just an absolute joke. And then, yeah, it's just. Yeah. What do you do with this, man? You just, you you know, we're trying to be the voice of a lot of the, most of the Michigan fans that are fed up with the NCA ruling and, and stepping out of bounds and deliberately, seriously, just focusing on one school and um, and you know certainly the Big Ten, but uh, just letting the SEC get away with pretty much the crap that they've been getting around uh, with you know the corruption and things that are going on there that they need to stop and they don't. So yeah, yeah, it, it could be a lot longer conversation, but we'll kind of leave it around there. Yeah. But that so that we're talking about there about Clark le- having to leave. Uh, but then also there are those people who will be coming to Michigan to move on to another topic. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard, uh, there are movements happening on possibly replacing Tyrone Wheatley in his position at Michigan. And uh, Craig, perhaps you know more about this than I do, but the name... Uh, that has been thrown around in an interview that happened earlier this week or yesterday or something. I'm not sure, but uh, Greg Frey yeah. from Indiana 
so uh, if you want to talk about that, uh, Craig. Well, Greg Frey is, he's not, um, he's not a new name around Michigan. So, but he knows who he is. So, you know, he was here the year of 2008 and 2000 to 2010. And who was the coach for that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Good. R and R. Good. Busted taxation, maybe. Good, <laughs> good busted defensive coverage. Yeah, so yeah, he worked underneath him until they overhauled that whole entire spread offense. And yeah, he, he worked under Rich Rodriguez. So yeah, and um, and now he's back. But um, but the thing is, is he he, he let's let's talk about him a lot. There's he's kind of a friendly guy. So you know, there's people that really like this possibly being hired candidate. And then there's people that think this isn't a home run. You know what I mean? And they think, who's Greg Fry? Who's this guy? So, you know, let me kind of take both sides here. And I'm not sure what side I'm on. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be, I kind of like it now that I'm, you know, done my research on him. But you know what? We're talking about the same guy. If you remember that game last year, Caleb, with Indiana and oh. with uh, and and Rudock and just watching um, the running back just roll over us. Well, and the offense just rolling on us and we couldn't stop them in that game. You know, we were up, what, 14 to nothing. And we seemed to just lose, lose everything. They were just bullying us running the ball. Well, he is, he is the offensive coordinator for Indiana and he was part of that. So, they literally, I think Indiana has been a, doing really well under him being there. And so that's why I think he brought him in as, you know, I think Jim Harbaugh saw him and said, how is this team beating us so badly running the ball? And he was a big part of it. And I think Jim Harbaugh was very impressed with him and realized that he did work here <laughs> at one time and, thought about bringing him in and you know i think that's a it's an interesting hire so um but you know he, he he's he's a good he's a he's a great coach um and he's got recruits or he does a lot of recruiting in florida so he does that but um but you know what i it'll be interesting to see what happens with him because you know jim harbaugh maybe it's a guy he can gel with better than he did with wheatley i know a lot of people are mad and upset that wheatley left yeah me too but it didn't work out so maybe he's just bringing in him because he can gel with him but um you know there you know there's a good chance that greg frey will be here and you know and and we'll be exiting bloomington we'll see yeah, well, I think that's a good thing to point out on how much success. Because Indiana has been, even before last year, Indiana yeah. has been an offensive team. Uh, their problem was defense. Like, they could they could hang pretty well with teams and they could score, but their defense just couldn't save them. Uh, this past year, yeah, this past year and the year before, they started the defense started catching up to the offense. So things got more interesting, but I will take things further and to look more on the positive sides on things. If this does happen, um, mm -hmm. 
I, I, if you can take for what it's worth him being here during the rich rod time as a positive or negative, I really don't know which way you want to take that, but there are other things to consider too. And what, not just what happened while he was at Indiana, but look at the running game specifically at Indiana while he was there and two names that pop out that people should recognize are Jordan Howard and Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman, yeah, they ran over us, didn't they? Yeah, well, Tevin Coleman they didn't even pass the ball, dude. <laughs> I remember going, they're not even passing the ball. Yeah, they're just gonna keep running it. And I remember just Jordan Howard just gashing us, and I'm like, good God, we can't even stop these guys. Yeah, so, well, Tevin Coleman is on the Atlanta oh, Falcons. You were and and they could the, start anywhere, and they're in the Super Bowl. Yep. And Jordan Howard had himself a year for the uh, Chicago Bears. Yep. And those are two strong running backs. I mean, they're no Adrian Peterson. But to be able to have that kind of success when you're coming from a school like Indiana, he, right. they've been doing something right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. when was the last time that you had running? Well, pff, should we throw out the name Thomas Rawls? <laughs> I don't know if we should technically Please don't. I, I probably shouldn't have because Just that me going, man. Uh, that was hold on. Yeah. I'm just gonna like bash that. Keep bashing that, yeah. Good good job, Brady Hoke and company. Um so yeah, I mean, because when was the last time you saw that predict productivity that you've seen from Howard and Coleman in the NFL from a Michigan running back Rawls excluded because he didn't finish at Michigan. Right. It's been a while. So I, I see there being a lot of potential with this. I'm, I'm not saying it's a home run hit. I, I, I think it's good. Uh, if it does happen, I think it'd be uh, positive. I don't think it would be a failure in any way. But it definitely will be interesting to kind of see how this progresses moving forward. Yeah, I mean, he's no stranger to success. I mean, obviously, you and I, I mean, bringing up those two running backs and just a success in, what, the past five years at Indiana and, and how well their offense have clicked, but their defense sucked. But, I mean, Frey's got, you know, he won, what, the, what, 2015, you know, the Brawls uh, Award for the you know nation's top assistant coach. So he he he's won awards and all, and you know as a you know run run game coordinator. So I get why I think this is why Jim Harbaugh brought him in is because of that game and how impressed he's been with him in the past couple of days and the or past couple of years. And the very fact is, what is the one thing that we as Michigan saw? During this whole year, we saw the running backs kind of struggle, right? We've seen, you know, once in a while, we saw, you know, Evans do great, and, you know, they got away from him, and then they put somebody else in, Devion Smith, and then they put, you know, Isaac in, and then they put Higdon in, and and it just seemed like, you know, and rotating running backs, and we never, you and I, was driving us crazy because we, you and I, had a hard time figuring out who's going to get the ball. And so, and how well we would do. And there was times where you even said, I think you mentioned that if our running backs don't, don't exceed 
100 yards, we lose. And we have. Every game that we've lost, we our running backs haven't exceeded 100 yards. And I think bringing in Frey might help that. So I don't know. Like you said, it's not a sexy pick. It's not a pick that everybody's going to go, oh, hell yeah, that's great. But, you know, Frey just might shock everybody and just do great. And you, you, we just got to trust Harbaugh on this, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think not knowing who the running back is going to be each game isn't necessarily a negative thing, but not having your running backs, um, they were competing because they were all at the same level, but not everyone was, you know, an A-grade running back. If you know what I mean. I mean, Evans had his moments for sure. Smith had his moments or his games. But nobody was consistently playing an A-level running back position. Like, everybody was kind of hovering around B, and every once in a while somebody would break out and have a good game. But uh, if we develop it correctly, also help with the offensive line. But if we develop it correctly and just improve things more, I mean, if you've got a slew of A-grade running backs to have your choice from and to uh, exchange reps with that, that could be really awesome to have in the future. And so we'll we'll be watching that. We'll see what happens. I think if this hire happens, that it'll be good. And kind of like you phrased it, it might not be the sexy or hell yeah pick, but it, I don't think it'll be a turn into a negative one in my opinion, but. Right, exactly, and yeah, we'll see how he does. Well, the thing is, it all comes down to whether he can gel with Jebno and and um, and Jim Harbaugh and and obviously Pep Hamilton. So, and we'll see how that goes. And that's that's seriously, that's it's not news now. That's what the problem was with those with Fish and 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 Wheatley and Jim Harbaugh. They, those guys didn't gel. And so that's why you saw that struggling. And I am hoping that these guys gel. If he gels well, man, that that's perfect for Michigan, you know, and I'm, I'm all for not getting the sexy pick. So, but, um, it'll be interesting. So, um, to see how he does, if he comes here and, uh, it's it's a it's an interesting pick because I believe what Wilson went over to Ohio State, so um, it, it kind of becomes becomes the whole is uh, Frey the one who made Indiana the way they are? Or was it Wilson? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the yeah. very fact is Jim Harbaugh going after Frey as the guy who actually it's kind of like saying no, he's the guy that made Indiana run. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what is left of Indiana after this whole thing changes. So, oh yeah, I think they only got uh, one guy left there right now. So, yeah, they're gonna Indiana. Indiana did good, but you know, as far as uh, doing really well as far as offense, but you're right, they're starting to just take everybody from there and pluck them away. And Indiana, trust, I mean. Sorry, who's your fans? But you, you know, Indiana is kind of like a a stepping stone to bigger colleges and bigger pro- programs. They just are. So, yeah, nobody seems to stick around there too long if they have too much success. But talking about assistant coaches will then yeah. uh, move us right along to some other topics, such as. <laughs> Whoa. 
There's that's a whole money man you got going there too. You put three of them. Yeah, well, a whole lot of money, and here's somebody to tell you about it. One million dollars. <laughs> one nah. million dollars is correct, and that is what not one, not two, but three Michigan assistant coaches will be making. Yeah, moving forward. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you do when you heard that, man? I, I mean, part of me is not surprised, but it, it it bleeds into a lot of other conversations and topics to go from there. So, honestly, I'm just kind of like, well, it's Michigan. You shouldn't be too surprised. Uh, maybe part of the thing that's a little bit different with Michigan is the fact that they're paying the money before the results compared right. to some places where it's like, okay, first give us results and then we'll start paying you more money. Kind of like uh, Brown. Yeah. So it's, uh, it is a, it's a little surprising. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm not too surprised about it. There's the, there are those conversations out there about how people are like, wow, that's a lot of money and you haven't seen any results yet. And then there's the conversation also, wow, that's a lot of money. Why, when there's more money, can't players get some of it? Well, of course, there are those rules and everything. So then people are like, well, if players can't get it, why not pay the coaches? Blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but yeah, initial, uh, Craig, your initial reaction to all that money that's uh, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> money flying in the air, man. Um, well, Michigan can afford it. But I took a different approach as you, okay? Mine's kind of. I went the negative on it um, when I first heard it. Not that they did that. Okay, Michigan afford it. Yes, Michigan's paying them. Fine, great. Mine was totally from the rivals and the people that hate Michigan's perspective. As soon as I heard it, okay, and I went immediately went to their minds and what they would think about that is Michigan better perform, man. I'm telling you, they better win or we're going to have egg in our face. They're going to use this. They're going to use it against us and go, you guys paid all those coaches and you didn't even get, what, nine wins or ten. You know, you didn't even get to the playoffs. And that's where I'm expecting the coaching. If you're going to pay them that much, they better deliver. And that's where I'm always going. Then they're not worth it because there's nobody. I don't believe. I think this is the first college what first team in history that's done this i don't think there's anybody in college football that has assistant coaches all paid a million dollars no yeah the and, first assistant coach get paid a million was i think like 2009 and so yeah. like some some teams have had one and i think this is the yeah. first one it's the first one to have three i think it's the first one to have right. multiple but i know it's the first one I to mean, have three i mean aren't you thinking that i mean are you thinking hey we better freaking perform here, man. I mean, you're going to pay all these guys these money, and if they just tank or they don't gel like Wheatley and Fish did, I mean, what are you going to do? Then, you know, I don't want to be, a, you know, a team that says, you know, we're a laughing stock because we paid all these coaches and we still can't get it right. So, Well, you've got – you don't have to worry about all of them because Brown and Drevno have already been here. Yeah, so Brown, you know, you know well, what's going I, on with that. Right. And the thing is, is, I can give you Brown. 
Brown is perform. Brown is seal that guy. You give him his money, give him his millions because he's in, you know I think he's what five year deal, so he'll be here, and I'm all for that. Drevno, I'm I told you I'm not exactly sure I'm on board with him yet. We'll see. I, I think maybe he'll, you, you know, maybe he'll work with the. Jim Harbaugh, and I think he does. That's why he stayed on. I think he was he was probably the least combative or least causing the issues out of all of them. So maybe Jevno was being shut down on opening up the playbook. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Maybe Wheatley and Fish just, you know, just overpowered Jevno and what he wanted to do. But, but you get Frey in and, you know, what he wants. So... This is, all comes down to Je, really working with Jim Harbaugh and if this these coaches are worth it. Now, if we struggle on offense, then I'm going to be all over thinking, man, Drevno, this, this money is not worth it for this guy. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also agree with Brown being worth the money and probably the safest bet right now. Uh, Hamilton's also on there for getting uh, the million a year. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that pans out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're talking about it from Rivals' perspective. Even from yeah. our own perspective, I mean, th- it, and I think you were saying it kind of yourself, but it's just like something needs to happen now. Yeah. If you're going to be a team, a program that's paying this much money, you need to produce. And... I know it's almost kind of crazy to think about that here in year three, especially with losing players and things like that. But it's just like they're, it's what they're setting themselves up for. It's like, you need this to happen. You need to start. I mean, we've had back to back 10, one seasons, um, which hasn't happened when what seems like forever. Great. Good for that. But when you're paying a staff as much as you are like that, you're, supposed to be making the playoffs <laughs> yeah exactly so honestly like i mean the i i was thinking about it and i'm just kind of like okay do you give them two or three years well yeah i hmm. i think uh, i you have to at least give them two years i think but do you give them more than three is the question it's just like let's say after three years they're not in the playoffs it's i i think that's that is a problem i mean if if it's just kind of like okay year one you don't make the playoffs all right we understand kind of some of the things that change or whatever if after year two you don't make the playoffs okay that's some serious issue year three you have to make something happen right and i think jim harbaugh is looking at this and saying Brown being here, our defense did their job. I mean, we played well. We played well enough on some of those games. They played like we're, you know, I've been saying. They they literally do a great job of stopping teams from scoring to up, up to a point until the offense can't do anything anymore. And the offense can't had struggled. They just couldn't score, man. They couldn't score on Ohio State. They couldn't score on uh, what Florida State for a while. They couldn't move the ball whatsoever to the last you know half of that game. They couldn't score against Iowa. They couldn't move the ball at all. We had all those games were winnable if we would have had some resemblance of a 
offense and, and, and running game, that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking for uh, the offense moving the ball, and I'm going to see. I want to see what this offensive line does under Frey and under these guys, and I'm going to dread knowing if they can open up the playbook and not to do these damn jet sweeps. <laughs> I'd say it's the biggest joke. Sometimes I, you know, I see and I, it ticks me off to see them every time. These jet sweeps every time we're doing like third and long, we're doing jet sweeps and it drives me bonkers. But um, we'll see how that does. And you know, I want to see the running backs do something in this this year. I don't want to see like you were saying. You didn't know what they were going to do. You didn't know, if, you know, like you said, B grade running backs. Do you want? I mean, here's a question for you. Do you think one of these running backs will kind of come out of the fold this year with Frey coming on board and Pep and Drevno? That's going to take over the role and say, "Look, I'm going to I'm going to take over this game, this team, and it's going to be my team." Do you see a running back doing that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be two that step up and are the two leading running backs. I don't know if it'll be solely one. Right. I'm not sure. But the thing that I'll say is just that Oh man, dang it, I lost it now. I see Evans. I just I think he has the most talent, the more raw power, maybe gets a little more meat on his bones, but he has the best vision. He showed it in the Florida State game against that team and and obviously with Devion Smith gone and moving on, so um, Higdon is a good backup, but I, I don't see, I don't see Isaac. I see Isaac. They're going to use Isaac on a third and, you know, short or, or goal line running back. And that's about it. Um, but the guy, obviously they're going to think about using as Kareem Walker, see what he's done. See, you know, he might still be raw. We never know. We'll see what he, 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 I think a lot of people are expecting him to step up since we missed out on, um, Najee. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, one thing that I, I'm, I'll i say, and I don't know if it's really necessarily like messing with me or tricking me or whatever, but you have – we saw improvement from before Harbaugh to Harbaugh. We saw improvement from year one to year two. And, I mean, we had a heck of a team this year because all combined, the team didn't even get beat by a touchdown. Right. All points combined. So, I mean, how many teams for a season? How many teams? Because even when a team loses one game, it's often by a touchdown or more or something like that. So how many teams can say we had a multiple loss season and we didn't lose by more than seven points? <laughs> Right. So, I mean, uh-huh. yes, yeah, the Iowa loss was bad because Iowa was not good. But Iowa yeah. it always knows how to play tough, especially when they're at home. I mean, you can give them a little bit of credit for that. But we got stomped by Ohio, uh, by Ohio State last year, and this year we should have beat them on the road uh, with how that game yep. went and everything. And we played a really good Florida State team. Uh, came back to the lead and let things kind of fall apart there. So, I mean, like it was a really good team. And, yeah, we're losing some stuff, but maybe they're seeing just kind of like we're constantly moving forward, so they're thinking that next year we'll be moving forward as well. I mean, I know this year wasn't you didn't see the uh, the wins increase or anything, 
but you right. saw the performance increase and you saw them play better and they were in every single game where right. uh, back in 2015, they were completely out of that Ohio yeah. State game. And yeah. that Utah game was even rough, even though it was only a seven-point loss. But, yeah, they were right. completely out of the OSU game. So right. it maybe that's kind of something that they're hanging their hat on right now, where it's just like we're constantly getting better. Next year we're going to get even better. Um, and so we're going to be paying the staff to keep them to keep moving forward each and every year. So I, I don't know. We That's something that kind of popped into my mind. I mean, this is going to be – I mean, with this coaches, <laughs> I tell you, man, this is going to be exciting. I, I I know people are like, man, when's Michigan football? But this is going to be exciting off year, man, this year is – We've got so much going on. I mean, we've got coaches changes. We don't know what our offense is going to look like. You know, we know what our defense can do because um, we know what Brown brings at uh, multiple blitz packages, and he does a really good job with that. But uh, this offense is just going to be interesting because you never know. We've got, got new running backs. I mean, obviously not new, but, you know, Debion Smith is gone. He was the workhorse all year, but you get – Evans, you know, could Evans step up? Could Higdon? Could you know, Kareem Walker get in there and be the third guy or second guy and move up and start taking over? Or could you see, you know, with Jake Butt being gone, do you see Wheatley getting, you know, with the tight ends? And you know, is Spate going to be challenged by Peters and and McCaffrey, which I think McCaffrey probably redshirt, but. Uh, there's a lot of things, man, or a corn. Is he going to get better? You never know. But there's so many things that are going to happen this year that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of changes. The team is going to look a lot different next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. As well as the staff. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll have to watch that. So, uh, man, talk yeah, about that. Got a lot of receivers coming in, too. Great receivers. Young, raw, but and incredibly talented so yeah i think it'll be good so i mean yep. we'll don't want to get into it but we'll definitely be having our episodes for early thoughts and predictions on next year so uh well i mean kind of wrapping things up we'll go ahead and transition here into uh closing thoughts and things like that so And time passed pretty quickly with that one because I uh, wasn't watching time and everything. And before you know it, already come around and on an hour thing. So, yeah, uh, a yeah. lot kind of covered there in that one. Quite a few different topics. So, uh, like we were saying, kind of a quiet time with Michigan football. But at the same time, a lot of different random things happening at around the same time right here before national signing day with that being said next week most of our episodes now during the off season of things will be coming out on wednesdays but next week since national signing day is on wednesday we will probably wait to do our episode that night so it will probably come out thursday just enough why yep give our thoughts and you know our thoughts on Obviously, what Michigan got, and maybe there would be some shockers. We never know. 
and um, maybe some what some of the other Big Ten teams did. You never know. So, um, so always something going on with Michigan football, and you will yeah. you will find us talking about it here on the Blue Brother Sportscast. Yep, always. So uh, you can find our stuff on SoundCloud, uh, and then our website. We've got bluebrothersportscast.com. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Blue Bros underscore and our names. So that's at B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I do believe that we had a voicemail that I may have missed. Shoot. Crap. So I apologize. If there was a voicemail, I don't have... The voicemail pulled up right now. But if there was a voicemail, I apologize. We will bring that up, and um, we will be sharing it. Uh, I was checking things before and totally overlooked that because time got away from me. But uh, we do have the voicemail if anybody ever wants to call, and I don't have that number even in front of me. So I don't want to Mr. Side it, but it's out there on our website and on our Twitter if you want to call anytime and we share voicemails on here. So with that though, I mean just a week away for National Sign Day. Yeah. Brady, man. In the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Well, we'll How have plenty that? of time to talk about next week because that'll be right before uh that'll be leading up to the game, man. Yeah, I will. Boy. Yeah. That should be a good one compared to a lot of these playoff games. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Tom Brady, man, going for ring number five should be interesting. The GOAT. Yep. The GOAT. Get ready for it, everybody. So, but first comes first, we will be getting ready for National Signing Day. So, with that, we thank you guys for tuning in. And we hope you have a good rest of the week. And as always, go blue. Go blue. 